0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far, and I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were be kind just because, What I learned this week with regards to that was that the hardest and most important times to be kind is when you're not happy with someone. Ideals are even easier to implement when life is good. You know, loving your neighbor is easy to do when your neighbor's lovable, but where character is built and where it really shows who you are on the inside is when you can pull out of that frustration and out of that anger the ability to still render kindness to someone. And it's so tough. Trust me, I was in the thick of it this week. Um, a lot of situations with various people where I was just so unhappy. I was really angry. I was frustrated. I was disappointed. All a bunch of different emotions were flooding through me this week with a bunch of different people. And I really tried to take the words to live by of last week to heart. And I mustered up something kind. And even if it wasn't a compliment, even if it wasn't a piece of gratitude, it was the kindness of being gentle. When replying someone who frustrates you or the kindness of being able to be in the abundance of your justified emotions, but still somehow find a way to relay your message with kindness, love, and gentleness. It's tough. (laughs) I'm never going to sit here and tell you guys that the things we talk about here are easy because yes, they might be obvious. And yes, they might be things that we've heard more than once or that in the back of our minds we know are true and appropriate. But the implementation, that is where the champions are made because trust me, I would much rather just be petty boots. So petty. It's so easy but there's a reward in kindness. There's a reward in being good to people. And although this week had a lot of ups and downs, it has also started to give me a lot of positives. I've been getting a lot of good news and life has been spinning around in circles and things that I thought were long gone are coming back around in such a beautiful way. And it's really showing me that We need to continue to plant, friends. We need to continue to plant. We need to continue to plant, be kind to people, do good. Because even if you do not get it in this season, when you need it the most, those things are gonna come around. And when when it seems like you're putting in all this work into your sowing season, you're planting all these seeds and you're not seeing anything, it's because even if you plant a seed in the ground, like a literal seed there's a season for its harvest, you know, and planting it today and doing the right thing with the faith and the confidence that when it's time for that harvest, you'll receive it is what we need to do. Because I feel like in some ways right now, I'm kind of in my harvest season and a lot of things are happening. Things that I have, lo- I had lost hope in, things I didn't understand, things that I didn't even think were possible. It's, it's happening. And, and <laughs> And my best friend, Grady, actually told me today, she said, You're harvesting everything you've been putting in and all the work you've been doing, you're getting the results of it. And it's beautiful to see. And I truly feel like that. And of course, it's easy to want to continue to sow when when you 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 get to your harvest season and it kind of justifies it but I'm telling you guys friends like from the bottom of my heart keep doing what you're doing people are noticing God is noticing and God's going to give it to you at the right time and I had a whole episode on sowing and reaping and how you don't necessarily reap where you've sown and that's kind of a good thing because sometimes the kindness you show to someone they never show it back to you but that person wasn't meant to be in your life forever, you know? And when you do end up meeting the person who's meant to be in your life forever and they reciprocate all the kindness and even more than what you were expecting in the past, you'll be grateful that you're getting it from this new person, you know? And yeah, this week was just one for the books. And there was times when I was feeling a little down and, or a lot down, let me not lie, a lot down. And at the perfect time, my grandma called from England and she gave me the words I needed to hear. There's something about my grandma. If you guys have grandparents or people in your lives who are like this, please send me an email so that I can know that I can share this greatness with somebody else. But no matter what it is that I'm going through, for some reason, she knows, and she'll tell me exactly what I need to hear. And she'll say it and I'll just, I'll say my amens and I'll thank her and I'll agree, but she doesn't know what she's doing. And then right after that, I got another call from an uncle of mine and he was just telling me how important and special and how wonderful I am. And earlier that day, I had completely lost sight of that. So it was actually quite wonderful. (laughs) Well, let me get back into the episode and stop with all of this stuff about me. Let's do what we are here for. So this week we will be talking about defense mechanisms. Those lovely things that we develop, those defense mechanisms are auto responses to protect us from negative emotions or negative stimuli. These are the things that we've been using our whole life to cope. And our defense mechanisms protect us from emotions like fear, pain, vulnerability, and sadness, to say the least. There are so many more. And as it's called a mechanism, it's quite mechanic and also robotic. When we operate in our defense mechanisms, we are not allowing ourselves to feel the full scope of emotions. And the reason why I say this is because avoiding negative emotions or being adverse to fear and pain, I say this loosely, you know, None of us like those things, but being so adverse to them to the point where you do not want to feel them at all may sound good in theory, but in actuality, it blocks potential positive feelings. You're going to miss out because love is on the other side of fear, you know, and when you love somebody, there's this fear that they might hurt you and a realistic possibility, but that person's worth the risk. When you jump into a new business venture, there's that fear of that failure. And if you have a defense mechanism so high that you're so adverse to failure that you don't even, anything that looks like failure scares you, that means that all the success that's on the other side of your fear of failure will also be out of your reach. And that's no life to live, you know. And there are seasons in our lives and situations, don't get me wrong, where defense mechanisms are absolutely necessary and the most beneficial thing you could have, you know. Our defense mechanisms also show us that warning sign, you know, that this thing is a little scary. And if you go back and listen to my 5-minute mind shift on fear, where I talk about our emotions, they are warning signals and more so yellow lights, but it's up to us to determine after we've paused and assessed the situation, whether we make it a red or make it a green. But a lot of times we put these defense mechanisms up and they begin to hinder us. And I'm sitting here talking to you guys about this because it's something that I do Um, quite a lot. Actually, I have a lot of defense mechanisms there. Um, There was something I was really looking forward to and something that I acceptance that I hoped that I would have gotten. And I got an email that, nope, we didn't pick you. And I cried for like two seconds, mostly because I had told my sister and she was there looking at me like a broken thing and (laughs) telling me it's okay. And I'm just like, don't touch me. I want to be strong. Like people touching you when you're feeling sad is that last little push to break down And cry you know if no one touches me no one hugs me I can boss up I'm not gonna shed those tears but maybe five minutes later I was just like I'm over it I don't care and it was actually my sister's boyfriend who two weeks later or a month later said to me that you don't feel your emotions you wanted that thing so badly and it didn't make sense that in two minutes or five minutes you said you were okay there's no way you could be okay because you wanted it so badly. But the thing with me is that I put up that wall that if something's going to hurt me, I bury that pain so deep that it no longer exists. And I and I say, well, on the bright side, there's this. But you know what? There can be a bright side and a dark side at the same time. So what I'm going to do is... Break down five common defense mechanism phrases and also offer you guys some alternative considerations, ways of thinking, or statements that you can say instead. So, the first one is, It is what it is. <laughs> There's this whole Nigerian meme of these boys laughing, and saying, It is what it is, and like that is such a defense mechanism because it's not what it is. Yes, it is what it is. Don't get me wrong, but it's such a laissez-faire way of thinking. It's such a way of, of saying life is what it is. And what that does is it makes you a, a passive participant in your life. And God didn't make us to be passive participants and you do not need to be a passive participant. You can be active. It is what it is, but what am I gonna do about it? And the alternative phrase or mindset instead of it is what it is would be to say, I'll do what's in my power. At the end of the day, that's what we can control. Manipulating people, trying to control them, trying to steer them in the direction you want them to, justified or not, beneficial or not, is above our pay grades, friends. I think I'm gonna do an episode on pay what's above our pay grades, because I think I say that quite a bit. But what we do have control over is what we do and what we can and what's in our in our hands you know at the end of the day life is gonna happen the way it's meant to happen but do you want to say life just sucks things go the way they do and not put your put your own spin on it or put your own hand in it or put your own effort into it because yes things are i'm sorry gonna happen the way they're meant to happen of course right but At the same time, we don't know if our active nature can be the catalyst to turn things in that direction. So life is not, it is what it is. We have power. The second one is all I have is myself. Like the, we come into this world alone, we die alone, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God. That lone wolf, lack of trust mentality is a ridiculously strong defense mechanism And the thing I'm finding that I didn't even realize when I was writing these down, but um, I'm realizing it now is that the defense mechanisms are rooted in truth. None of these things are lies, right? But there's lots of things in this world that are not lies that aren't necessarily the most beneficial for us because they put us in a passive or a negative, um, stance in life whereas we do have the autonomy and the ability to be able to be active in our lives so the whole I all I have is myself lone wolf mentality when I really break it down and I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking why do people feel like this is it because they don't trust people but what I found is that sometimes projecting our lack of trust on other people is actually in itself, a defense mechanism for not being able to acknowledge the fact that what we really lack trust in is in our ability to discern. When a woman says all men are trash or when a man says all women are trash, no, they're not. Unless your mom is trash. <laughs> like, you know, or unless your dad is trash or unless that aunt and uncle that you love so much are both just garbage can individuals. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the past, your picker has been broken. Maybe your picker was looking at beauty instead of looking at substance. Maybe your picker was looking at money instead of stability. Maybe your picker was looking at a fun time instead of communication. And over the years, you have run into trash people because you do not have or have not had in the past the ability to discern right from wrong what's good from me from now or even discern what are the important things yes she's cute but what's under the face what's under the body what's under the physique what's under the debit card right and when people take this all i have is my self mentality it's because they feel like the only person they can trust is themselves but that also means they don't even trust themselves enough to be able to trust their ability to make decisions and see the good in other people Because nobody is an island. No man is an island. And when you decide to make yourself an island, what's going to happen is that you're going to greatness, beauty, life, the bone of your bone, the flesh of your flesh, the most amazing opportunities, those things will be right in front of your face. And you will miss them every single time, every single time. And that is such a tragedy because This life is meant to be lived and when you are partnered with people and you have someone in your corner in your team, not saying that it's not possible for them to betray you because as vice chairman of I've been betrayed by someone I trusted or many people I've trusted before, I'm not sitting here in this idealistic world, but at the same time, I've been betrayed by people who I've trusted and I've also met the most amazing people who have done unspeakable good for me in my life that I also trust nothing's in a bubble including us so instead of saying all I have is myself an alternative would be to say I have a few trusted people and that's okay I don't think we need to trust the masses fully like trust them on a yes people aren't walking around serial killers or whatever right but like a true trusted confidant a friend someone who we can depend on we don't need but a few of those those of us who have a lot of those count your blessings because it's hard like i have family who i trust with all my heart it's such a blessing like i've been looking at my life especially this turbulent week and just seeing how blessed i am there's nothing i need in this world that I can't think of maybe five or six people to ask at any given moment who would show up for me. And I do, and I'm saying five or six very, very conservatively. That's a blessing, you know, and it's great to have that in family, but then I also have that in friends. Some friends I won't even speak to for months, but should I ever need them, they will come through for me. And that's what we need to be. We need to instead of looking at all the people who betrayed us or the people who did no good and magnify the importance in their life and magnify their wickedness, we need to now look at the good people and magnify that. And I've spoken about this as well, that sometimes when we want something so badly and it doesn't go the way we do, um, we want it to, we magnify that so much that we then unwillingly or unknowingly become ungrateful for all the great that's in our lives because we're not paying attention to it you've magnified the one and ignored the 100 and that's sad so yeah i just want you guys to really take away that lone wolf mentality because you will always need someone and there's nothing wrong with needing people that's why there's people everywhere that's why god connects us with people that's why we have family and friends you know because It's good to help people and also be a help to others. As long as you're not using people and being one sided, it's a beautiful, beneficial growth strategy to have a community who can build one another up. The third common phrase is that's how it's always been or that's how I've always been. This is also extremely passive, (coughs) extremely extremely passive and my question is who cares if that's how you've always been who cares so what that's how you've always been if you see that that's how you've always been and you're paying attention and you actually care about the fact that that thing is not beneficial who said that you have to live and die by that life is so free and there's nothing freer than our ability to make a change within ourselves. If that's how you've always been and the people you care about the most are not benefiting from it and it's hurting them, or you yourself are seeing difficulties in your life based on this habit or this preference or this pre prerequisition, I don't even know what word I'm using, that you have always had, change it. There are so many things I used to be, and I tell you guys all the time that I used to be stoic to the point of I could be dying on the inside and nobody would know. And that's how I was. That's my go-to, that's my defense mechanism. But I realized that, no, I'm way too blessed and way too surrounded by great people who listening ears, people who love me, people who will speak life into me for me to sit here and destroy myself in my head. So what did I do? I pushed against it so that I no longer do that. And the times that I do end up doing those things that are not positive, the moment I realize that I'm falling back into my negative defense megan- mechanisms or my negative default behavior, I push against it. Something happens that I don't want to tell anyone because of shame or embarrassment. I may not tell people for two, three days. And when I calm down in the magnitude of the mountain that the, yeah, the mountain that I made out of a molehill, when it comes back down to size, then I talk to people about it. And the alternative to this is I can change if it's important to me. And that means you are willing to do the work. You're willing to do the work because it's important to you because the people are important to you because you want better. And when I spoke about post-traumatic growth part two, there are certain things that For a season, they were important or for a season, they were necessary. So that ability to hold in emotions during a season, it may have been necessary. For example, going through something really tough, but having to be at work and not wanting your nosy coworkers to know your business, the ability to be stoic and and hide your emotions, and function, and get through the day, that may have been beneficial, but if you get into a relationship with your significant other, and you're not telling them what's going on, it might not be beneficial there, because you'll leave them with confusion, pain, they'll feel like they can't help you, or like you don't trust them, you know, so lots of things, we needed them for a season, and it's up to us to have the discernment of this served me in this season, Thank you for serving me in that season. I needed this attitude, this personality, this behavior, because it was essential to my survival. But now that I am outside of that season, you no longer serve me in the way that you did. And now it's time for me to unlearn and tuck it away for another time because I do not want to squander or miss out on my opportunities because I'm holding on to war zone principles in peaceful land. That's pretty much it. The fourth um phrase is it's their loss anyway. <laughs> and this one I know it's probably gonna strike a nerve because I I've been in situations where I decided, yep, you no longer serve me, I no longer want to speak to you by. And we have this thing where we say, It's their loss, it's their loss. You know, I was the greatest thing they ever had, it's their loss. But my friends, it's not always their loss sometimes it's your loss sometimes your behavior your mindset your rigidity your inability to change your fear your paranoia the walls you put up make you the loser <laughs> the situation that might sound so harsh but i'm sorry i'm here to be honest with you guys and not sugarcoat if that's what you want i think you know that's not what i'm here for um it's not their loss sometimes sometimes it's your loss because you were not willing to listen to what they were saying and to truly hear it for what it was without covering your ears and filling yourself with with the defense mechanisms of that's the way i am or all i have is myself or it is what it is and when the person finally said you know what i don't think you're seeing me i don't think you're hearing me and they say, I can't do this anymore. And you say, oh, it was their loss. Or even getting fired from a job is saying, oh, it was their loss. Yes, it might have been their loss, but it also might have been your loss because your lack of punctuality did not get you to work on time to be able to sustain your job. And if you don't take the time to look at maybe how it was your loss and what you did wrong and put and stop putting everything on the other person and feeling like you're above reproach, you're going to miss out on some of the essential lessons that are in every single situation. And understanding, even if it is that person's loss, the alternative to this is saying, I'll take my fault and learn. There are situations that I think we all have been in that are truly that other person's loss. They have lost out on an opportunity with you, on a chance to work with you, whatever it is. And Yes, you get pissed off and you're like, oh, this show, this is so dumb. Watch what's going to happen when I'm, when I'm great and they come back, I'm going to raise my prices. Or when I'm living my best life and I find love, I hope they see it and they feel like they've lost it. Valid, valid, valid. Petty, absolutely. Sometimes that's how we feel, right? But at the same time, there is always something to be learned from those situations. Even if it's that person's loss, even if they are the one who, who hurt you. And who is the main wrong person. Even if the one thing you learn is that I'm not going to give people such a long rope. I give people way too much benefit of the doubt. And then I end up in these tough situations. You, you need to find what your fault is. Or even if, if we don't want to call it a fault, you need to find something that you can improve. Because even if it's Mr. Or Mrs. Trash's fault, you don't want to walk away from there just saying, yeah, that person treated me bad and I suffered valid. But what are you taking away to go to the next place you're going to? What are you learning? And that's, what's most important. Cause at the end of the day, we can't control what people do, as I said, but we can do what's in our power and being able to take your fault and learn from it and move on is with well within our power, even if it's somebody's loss. And especially when it's not actually their loss, but we're saying that to block ourselves from the necessary accountability that we need to take. The fifth and final one is two statements, similar cousins, fraternal twins, whatever. Um, They're, it's all good. Like constantly saying it's all good. And also constantly saying it's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's cool. Like all of those together. It's not okay sometimes and it's absolutely fine for things to not be okay. Um, That's a big defense mechanism and I think of all of them, that's probably the one I use the most. It's okay. Sometimes it's not and the alternative to this would be it sucks but I'll be all right. And this defense mechanism really feeds back to vulnerability, you know, when you don't want to be emotional. You don't want to show weakness or you, do, you don't want people to think that something affects you or that it's as important as it actually is to you. So instead of acknowledging your emotions, you tuck them away and act like they don't exist. And you know what? It's absolutely okay for emotions to exist. It's, it's okay because they do already. Whether you say them with your chest or you hide them in your chest, they exist, my friends. And we need to... Have that confidence because lying to ourselves all that does is suppress emotions, and you know what I say about sweeping things under the rug. Eventually, you will trip over the pile that you create, and that mess will be much harder to clean because you haven't been cleaning it, you won't even know where to start. You have no control over the dust mites, and and it's just gonna be a lot of sneezing, a lot of tears, a lot of running eyes because. You've never brought yourself to deal with these emotions and the vulnerability of being able to say it sucks, but I'll be all right, is the power to feel the full scope of your emotions. This is not fun. This is not fair. This hurts me so badly. And I can say that. And while saying that, I can also say with confidence that I will get over it. And that it won't hurt me forever. It might not even hurt me 10 minutes from now, but there's nothing wrong with me. Also letting you know that that is how I feel at this moment. So for a recap, the five common defense mechanism phrases and their alternatives are the first one is it is what it is. The alternative is I'll do what's in my power. Number two, all I have is myself alternative. I have a few trusted people. Three, that's how I've always been. Alternative, I can change if it's important to me. Number four, it's their loss anyway. And the alternative is I'll take my fault and learn. Five is it's all good, I'm okay, it's cool. And the alternative is it sucks, but I'll be all right. So the words to live by for this week are emotion is light. It's light, like feeling in its abundance is just light because it brings us to this place. It gives us clarity. It gives us vision. And I know there are times where we feel darkness because of sad emotions and all of that. But when you really look at it, as I've said before as well, every single thing you thought would destroy you hasn't because if it had, you wouldn't be here listening to me today. And that's enough for you to have the confidence to keep going because we really don't know our resilience until God tests our gangster, until life tests our gangster. There are a lot of things I thought would destroy me that now I have gone through and I have flourished and I'm like, damn, I didn't think I had that in me, but we usually don't, right? Because we don't have to dig that deep for fun or for no reason. But when life happens, We realize that we can dig that deep and we can muster up the strength, courage, empowerment, boldness, whatever it is we need to get to where we want to be. So this week, I just want you guys to feel really whichever one of the five phrases is your go to take the opposite and adapt it and try whenever you feel yourself slipping into that defense mechanism, pull out the other one and It's going to be tough, but there's this euphoria we, I feel, and I'm sure some of you feel as well, where when you do the right thing or you do something different and it feels good and you get that little confirmation, it just kind of gives you this little high that makes you continue doing it. So what I'm going to do is put all of the phrases and their alternatives in the show notes, take a screenshot if you'd like, and Implement them and see how light emotions can be because at the end of the day, all of those alternatives don't really change the fact on the ground. They just kind of shift your mindset on how you're looking at the fact of the, on the ground. And I think that's what it is. We're not necessarily changing situations because sometimes that's out of our control, but we're changing our ability to have power over them and for them not to have power over us. Because at the end of the day, we. Our spirits, our minds are what's running us and we can't let our emotions run the show to the point where it cripples us or puts us in a deficit because of bad experiences because all of us are going to go through those unfortunately and life is beautiful on the other side, especially when you make it there with an open mind and yes, there's still going to be pain of course because life is ups and downs, but you make it through again and again and again so thank you guys so 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 much for listening have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday bye